0: Welcome back to my lovely HP community. We get to talk a little bit about 5DC relationships, those of us who are self-empowered and moving into, at the very least, an enlightened perspective. We move into integrated minds, and so you get to access that left, right, mode of thinking, right, and with your experiences, so with your relationships, either it's an inner growth, for some they might want to use the word corrective experiences, but as you move into your adult version, because you work with the implicit memory that comes forth from that lovely brainstem of ours as people, and so, you know, the implicit memory, not so lovely all the time, right, because some households definitely lead people to have a uh, trauma memory that's quite uncomfortable. So, as always, a 5D person will be inclined to actually already be in a positive, not toxic, an actual positive mindset because they will be someone who works with the self. And our body and our actual embodied brain, physiologically speaking, it is in our physiological nature to have a restorative embodied self And for our mind to work effectively, it is that you can wield your ability to tap into the left side of your brain, which is the logical verbal part. And then the right side of your brain is the nonverbal part. And our lovely evolutionary psychology people and our mental health people, all the ones who are really helping individuals understand it's normal to have, if you have a shame and our blame, and or a revenge, and or a uh, spite, and or an envy, it's normal, because those are all emotions that stem from a defense mechanism of our physiology that survived the past, and still we though have fight, flight, and freeze in our actual way the nervous system will respond. It has three modalities, even though they're still building the empirical data for the polyvagal theory doctor person, Stephen Porges. But what you'll find is we have a sympathetic and a parasympathetic. This is how your nervous system, our nervous system works as a human being. And so we will have this uh, fight flight, which is the sympathetic. And that's when you're supercharged and like the panic attacks, that's when I'm hypercharged and not in dorsal vagal. I don't actually know dorsal vagal because that's like a complete shutdown. And I definitely know it when I gave my nervous system safety behaviors nicknames, because we did that for my trauma educational certificate class. My dorsal vagal is sleepy Maria. The only time I know I'm shut down is when I'm sleeping. (laughs) Other than that, I don't. And even then, I'm dreaming, so the reality is I'm not actually uh, in that. The dorsal vagal, from all of what I've been described, is a person who has no energy. And so I've seen it. I've seen people, and the only time if I get sluggish, it's actually because I'm having really bad uh, stomach stuff. So I suffer from IBS, even though I don't suffer from it anymore. I'd say that my emotions get to me. (laughs) And this is where I'm a very... Uh, like any other person, actively participant into life. So <clears throat> the part of the unknown is something that we actually always work through. And so even the person who moves into their enlightenment soul age group, it's not disengaging from your body that you become expanded consciousness. It's by being able to become, in fact, who you are, when I do Akashic record readings in the quantum physics plane, to get there, I I'm self-taught. And to get there, we not only, you know, you get into a meditative state, that's where you get into flow state with your brain. So you move your brain into becoming this very specific integrated brain, which as Daniel Siegel presents, it becomes a conduit. And all hands are on deck. Your default mode network, which has the oats, the other and the self, is not online trying to see am I safe or not, we know we are, so our social engagement system turns on, we're not concerned with me, the person here, and then, oh, my outside world is dangerous or something, that's because, so a 5DC in the Enlightenment, so age group is a person who has a restorative embodied self, let me specify in case we have any new listeners, you're a person that's a restorative embodied self, so there's this perception in our body, it's okay to be flawed, We sleep well at night. If we make a mistake, we will contemplate how to uh, support our loved ones, but we know we won't be perfect. The times where we will have had deeper emotions, the charged emotions are in our actual natural age groups because we all actually have these charged parts. The one to three, attached panicky. Three to seven, shame submissive. Um, Eight, no, not eight, excuse me. Eleven to twelve, flight. And 14, 15, 16, fight and freezes all ages. Now, for the shame submissive, I'd say that if I had that personally when I think of it, uh, because I can't feel it, but it would probably be in circumstances with others at that very age where I feel helpless because I feel that way in my body. Oh, we are able, the 5D person, it's oneness consciousness because you're a restorative embodied self and you are an integrated mind. So you have a somatic narrative that embodies restored. And that means you and your social engagement, our natural mammalian heritage, <clears throat> is to actually want proximity. And that is what you get to actually work on. You build your own resiliency in moments. When ruptures happen. And in fact, on that note, as I've shared with you with the lovely um, trauma experts, we learned about how Ed Trunk Turnic, let me look up the name, but this is a very good data point to bring in and to remind anyone who doesn't know or to remind anyone who heard the episode where I shared that, I think it was yesterday, Ed Tronic presents a couple of data points about rupture and repair and about really uh, attachment. So secure attachment is established when a caregiver, at least the primary caregiver is able to normalize ruptures and repair them. That's how you normalize it. What this means is you allow an infant or a person, a human being to know that it's normal that you can get into discussions and even yelling matches and that it's okay. So uh, we don't talk about people as bad and that they should be cut off, the 5 D C. if you're in the enlightenment. So age if you've actually always been this way. If you're going to move into it, maybe one day, I don't know, because here's where it also involves you not actually believing in anything supernatural or not supernatural. And really, yeah, there's nothing supernatural because we're all a big ball of energy. And this is where from my entire lifetime up till right now, 43, what's been consolidated is something that I could feel as a kid growing up. When I was introduced to God, it had nothing to do with a supernatural being that could hit me or punish me or doom me or anything like that. No, no. uh, Actually, I was very clear on what Jesus said and how we were supposed to behave also was very clear. And I was able to notice if there was ever any hint of spite, which no, because it felt very not positive, And usually it was something that may have arisen because me and my siblings were fighting or something. My twin particularly is probably where I got told about not being spiteful. And I do remember not wanting to be spiteful. So I'm naturally moving into what is a inclined let's co-regulate we are here to be in life together it's okay to have disagreements it doesn't mean you're unworthy or i'm unworthy so there's no shame cycle for those of us who are in the enlightenment soul age group which is why we easily move beyond all of these belief systems that we will understand what they mean and we won't say yes to them because we don't believe in them we don't believe in things in the way of it's something that's controlling me Oh my God, I must be afraid of this supernatural being that they call God because otherwise it's going to come down and beat me to the living pieces of me. Like, I don't even know that emotion. Even when I speak these words, I don't know that emotion because I contemplate like, yeah, as a teenager, I told God what he did to his son telling him to go kill his other son to prove his self or whatever. I was like, dude, you you confused humanity. What do you think they were going to do? Of course, they're running with this idea of, oh, if you come to me, then I must respect your word. And in that prayer, I said, don't you dare come to me. And if you do, I ain't doing shit unless it's something loving. If it's loving and kind, then I'm all in favor of it. If you're going to do something like that, I, I, I don't. I won't. I won't. That's not what faith is or fate, or you. I don't even know who you are if you're, if you're supposed to be wise. like I was actually telling God a thing or two about what wisdom, and in my heart, I felt pretty good about that because I'm thinking, that's not right. I thought your son said X, Y, Z, D, and why do you have all these rules about not stealing, not this and not that, and then you're going to go and do something like this. This is definitely going to confuse a person, but I was taught about free will and that's where as I moved into becoming more of an adult is like oh so people choose to be assholes to each other I didn't use the word as a teenager I just curse now because I'm an adult and I can and that's why I try to say explicit but you know sometimes people they won't read well or they will think oh my god too much I don't even know how that happens and I can say this though if I'm in audio I feel comfortable expressing the emotions that way. And I think it's because you can't see me, but it's also because I can't see me. <laughs> and so there's a very different relationship with curse words when I'm doing video. I can't. Plus, I also think that that's not as um, likely to be okay for all the video platforms, which makes sense to me. I think audio, they know people will choose based on what they hear. And, you know, it's it's actually, I'd say, a means of communication intuitively in my gut it just feels like there's a reason and it involves facial face-to-face of course as well as the ability to get really into your topic when you're just talking versus if I'm engaging with you I'm not going to get really really into it I'm engaging with you and the information and so it's more of an exchange that that to to food for thought there Uh, long story short yeah the whole God thing and people actually when adults would come and talk to me about uh, this strict figure but then what I need to add is I have been to some churches that are not my Catholic upbringing churches or a good Christian church so I've been to the ones who die talk about this God this way and I think I like by accident when I was in Maine I happened to pop up on this channel where it was talking about raining hell and fire and just person who's a pastor or whatever he is. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, now I understand. That's why they believe in them dying. Oh my gosh, who would let their kid listen to something like this? And I was like, wow. So when I think of how to spread the word of love, I don't think of um, that. And I actually believe that yelling at people about that isn't something that's going to help either because, you know, it's very, very personal a person's upbringing and it stems from childhood and since they were scared shitless of god not to mention who knows how their parents were raised and yeah and you know so again go back to medieval times we actually see the transgenerational fear of sin and all this stuff it's in their it's in their bones it's in their it's like felt So the minute you mention something that is not in relationship to that rigid structure, you got a uh, terrified child emotion coming up that the person will use in cognitive dissonance or confirmation bias or pretty much the harsh, unforgiving, adaptive child that I've seen people be and. I mean, I remember the few times I don't talk about religion, politics, uh, anything societal, unless I know I'm talking to a person who actually is an adult. And that means they won't take offense. That means they won't get temperamental, not too much. That means they'll love the exchange and they'll look to be engaging with me more and more in dialogue with emotions and their brain, like thinking brain. So it means they will continue to look eye to eye to me versus either think they're superior to me or they're inferior because none of us are any of that so here a secure attachment at the very least human being within themselves is what i'm talking about so when we build these types of relationships which is what the enlightenment soul age group does we only build that way we only give people a safe space to be themselves as long as they obviously again uh, look to us i and i don't talk down to me don't talk up to me now, when, you, when we have clown faces, we let that one slide. So that can be ghosting, gaslighting, manipulating, and they don't manipulate by the way they just think that they are. Now, there is a part to say we don't actually spot their envy, jealousy, spite, revenge, unless it's very clear. And so that depends on the relationship. There are those who are very good, the please appeasers, at masking it all that is definitely a truth. Um, The narcissist, I've met a full-blown narcissist. What I can tell you about that experience is that because they're actually not using a thinking brain, but they're using a pattern of the identity they have, they can maybe kind of make you think, ...what they're saying is true the first time around... ...but then by the second time around... ...they're very clearly... Uh, ...bullshitting. That we don't have... ...anything to say to people who don't know... ...how to be a grown-up... ...because we know they have unresolved trauma... ...which means their implicit memory... ...is going to come up... ...which is going to be a... ...feeling of disgust inside their body... ...of shame that they'll mask with something else. And so the variables are pretty much uh, where we're not going to engage with it. We're going to allow it to slide because it's their energy, which is actually their trauma, which can be resolved if instead of using it in the equation, so using their insecure emotional reactive response, they actually said, wow, wait a minute, I'm engaging with a person that's a loved one, or just I'm engaging with a human being, and wow, this this feeling of envy, jealousy. So when people go to therapists because they want to get into more of the mature version of themselves, they are taught about how not to feel shame, about envy, jealousy, spite, revenge, or about having bursts of anger, or about having, you know, I'm going to withdraw and flee away, or anxious, or, or about having fear of rupture. They're, they're told and shared, you know, you heal from your unresolved trauma, you heal the people who have this stuff, so they're not processing automatically their own right brain, implicit memory stuff that comes up, so they don't deal with their emotions all on their own. The enlightenmental so age group feminine will be here instead of having handled so our emotions, whenever you know something quote unquote bad happens, it's not bad. We we get to handle our emotions. So we put into practice being in a space of our own ability to be resilient. So that data point from Edtronic is that some rupture and repair actually helps to create more resiliency. So when they study attachment categories in children, infants, and their attachment, what, and this is from Janina Fisher, she shares the Edtronic data point, and, and it's found that you don't want a parent, a caregiver, to be continuously attuned because yes, the child will develop resiliency, but not as effective. So resiliency means that you can repair emotionally and mentally. So it means you can actually handle your safety behaviors, your nervous systems stuff. So like when I have panic attacks, I'm able to handle it. I began handling it on my own and I continue to do so. And the reality is it doesn't make it better or not better. I mean, it just allows me to keep doing something I can do. Uh, it's actually still uncomfortable sometimes, but that's only when there's those peak ascension moments because the collective is full of people that are not moving into expanded versions of themselves since some believe in some supernatural beings being able to curse them or not curse them. Uh, so the ones who are in their groups or even the ones who have rigid educators and so those are people who are 3d 4d or just shame cycle and hiding part of it and um, when they get emotional they don't actually work with the light of their own body because they're going to either use it against each other so getting to these yelling matches um, which creates an energy of that. So those of us who are enlightenment soul age group, 5D mystics, this is only for the actively mature feminine in the enlightenment soul age group like, like me. So I've been doing my expansion of awareness of the collective since 2007 it began with my immediate oversoul and I'll never forget the day moved into the globe because there's a specific dream that gave me this and then there was specific people that entered my life and I knew that oh wow I've been opened up to the collective of this lovely earth and it followed the timeline still does of our lovely 5d planet um the thing is I moved into expanded consciousness version while other people are still living only the holistic natural path or only the yoga in the middle of nowhere stuff spirituality path so are only the, the only science people I don't have any of those because I'm the pseudoscience lady so because of my background people who are more quote-unquote societal will not really have much to share with me and I with them so we will share out of love for each other moments but we won't be consistently engaged because of course there's completely different interests and on that note it's also because of as I said we don't build relationships where someone's going to look up or down and so when I'm having any of my situations I'm going to want to be able and be in a comfortable space for me because it affects me and that means I want people who don't think of clairs which are actually not hallucinations thank you uh Patrick McNamara they are experiences that are real they're very real so we don't like to be looked at by people with a uh way of you know F you for real, but pretend as well, because the reality is you don't go through this. And the fact that you don't actually get learned about anything neuroscience related tells me that you should really not be having this type of look. But again, we actually don't even bother. Like for me, it's just something normal for a person to put into question my clairs, which is why I only did share with people that I thought would be in a space of actually knowing what it means to care about your loved ones when they go through stuff that they tell you they're going through versus, you know, other things. So long story short, though, uh, we get used to knowing who not to share our our clairs with and how to handle it. And we thank our oversoul. That's what I was going to say. So we thank our oversoul for teaching us how to handle our own emotional, right here, distress. They help us to learn to be resilient in our nervous system. And that's where you get to learn how to be emotionally mature because your loved ones will basically not take you seriously and or make accusations that are false about your clairs. Oh, what I love most of all, and I'm being sarcastic, is when I see a 4D person telling me, oh, but you have people that you can talk to while they're falling for some cult. And in the meantime, they are getting educated on semantics and sensory motor stuff and trauma stuff, and yet they are falling for a cult. Now, let me think, hmm, are they really learning the trauma material? No, they're not, because if they were, they wouldn't be falling for the cult leader and spending a buttload of money on something that isn't going to improve their life because they already have the information of what they could be working with. Apparently, they they don't hear the teachers when when the teachers who are therapists talk. And that is the um, person who is not aware that they can be their unique self and that if they are looking to other people to tell them how to emotionally reach a level of stability... It's not that there can't be, it's that the emotions, they're yours. And if you're learning again about trauma and somatics and sensory motor, then you would have identified, let me think, do I think I have a dysregulated, modulated, or restorative embodied self? Hmm. So the first thing you do with information is to apply it and take a look at where do I think I stand? Not to identify, some people they do that. I am a neuro, blah, 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 blah. You have to respect me, all the neuroatypicals. atypicals. Uh, we over here are like... Or how about the ones like I with my tendencies, so everyone should follow me. Anyone who's doing stuff like that, um, it's about the part of you recognizing that the person that is you, when you accept who you are... As you moved out of teenage years, the people who are, again, in that enlightenment soul age group, we will have recognized those tones. We will all have done some shit like that. I don't know. Did I do that one? I don't think I've done that one because I, I yeah, that one, no. Because my emotions, I have a complete great relationship with them. I would never give my emotions in the hand of anyone. That, that, that's not even, pot. How, how do I give you my heart? It's a muscle. I can't give it to you. Plus, if it's breaking inside my chest, it's actually in my active chest, like it's not in your hands. And obviously, if it's breaking because I'm in an interaction, then obviously, there's a situation going down which ain't helping anything. So it's pretty straightforward where the emotional tendency of tending to it is, let me put my hand, in fact, on my heart. Whenever I get emotional, I put my hand on my heart. And that's I've done that recently because otherwise I was going to start crying as I shared with some of my friends how amazing their gift to me seeing all these people easily choose fear and hurting each other as like you guys are my lovely my lovely way of knowing that love is here at least two people in this lovely earth have made it have made it. To see that there is love, you know, and, and it's, it's so touching. I almost started crying because seriously, all these other people who want to talk about 5DC and relationships and none of them are in it. Um, and I'm not talking obviously about the community. I'm talking about people who want to say that they stand up for mental health and then they don't. Or they stand up for humanity and then they don't. Because see, to stand up for humanity means you don't shame humanity. But to have that level of clarity requires you to be educated in a way that removes your biases, which would mean you would actually be aware of your own insecurities, which would mean you'd know what triggers your emotional response, which would mean that you won't get in somebody's face telling them that you are going to make a statement that is bullshit and then there's a lot of different things come to my mind. But here's where, again, we get to build resiliency. And love is what grows in the resiliency of the heart of a mature feminine. And the love that grows in the mature masculine will be also a beautiful achievement for those who do achieve their enlightenment soul age group. The other soul age groups they find with each other soulless. So the other soul age groups are all those people that grow up together. They end up becoming each other's secure attachment. And you see them, they're out together looking at each other's eyes they're very happy fairy tale kind of thing the successful ones like my lovely friends they are part of society and they are part of each other so they will follow within that canonical or traditional sense okay then we got the the ones of us who are in 5D land those of us over here are very different so you got the polyamory community you got the secure polyamory community this is who I should talk about because the ones who are trying to figure out who they are, it's a different story. The ones who know who they are and they simply love because there's the ability to actually be fulfilled, this is something that is of the 5D space because when you realize that people who learn how to share and people who learn how to sit in their own uh, safe spaces, which is where we're at, there's more safety than there used to be. Now, there's a lot of people that are going to have optimal relationships, plus we have the good somatic sensory motor therapists out there who are educating. While some will fall for cults still, which is where we want to try and educate on how clairs are not magical powers. It's not because people are anointed, but the field of consciousness is uh, energy and it does not have a ruler. There is not a supernatural ruler that these perspectives and energetic groupings exist, yes, because they have not only people, they have a past, tangibly speaking, right? We have history. So they exist. It's like when I did the Ho'oponopono, as soon as I just spoke the mantra, I felt immediately all of the people that have used it. Energy cannot be destroyed; it can only be transformed. If you're in the 5D as a mystic in the Enlightenment Soul Age group, you know what life is. You know what energy is, and it's just like this little nudge. You get these nudges, and and it's a download. But you know, you don't get lost in where 4D people they begin to hear about ascension symptoms. They begin to hear about these uh, whistling in the ears. All of my 4D friends, none of them have moved into 5D spectrums. They still only focus on the metaphysics as a terrorism, on the spiritual stuff and the spirituality. They're the ones who are like, oh, technology, demon. No. That's not how it works. I'm sorry, again, that you don't know that the equation is not a battle format and that you're now only siding with one part of the story. And maybe you might be an elemental, but you don't have to identify it with to the death of you. You're also a person on planet Earth who's evolving as a species. Let's not talk about this technology as something evil because you can't allow yourself to see... Beyond your own preferences, and really what it is is a limited consciousness experience with technology. It's something new, you're reacting to it with what is called fear. And your implicit stuff is coming up, and now you're making up an excuse for why you're going to justify it. Cognitive dissonance, confirmation bias. This is what 3D, 4D, and other soul age groups who are unwilling to move beyond their rigid stance. The other soul age groups would be people who treat people like me, a solo poly 5D mystic, like shit, or basically teasing, or whatever other ways they want to do stuff. We will not acknowledge any of it as disrespectful, because you don't actually uh, find a child disrespectful. Child doesn't know how to be mature with their emotions, so they don't know how to handle their insecurities, which is why manipulation, gaslighting, envy, clown faces, people that basically are never attuning at all to your intellectual interests, your emotional interests, like, this, you know, I look forward to the day where I can share with you all as I meet more people who are actually emotionally and mentally mature, like us. The Enlightenmental Age Group. So obviously my community, I'm assuming the ones who become regular listeners, and I say that very much with the love for those of you who might stop by once and not come again. Thank you for, you know, coming by in the first place. But the ones who become regular listeners, it's because you are obviously in that Enlightenmental age Group. From a 5D mystic's perspective, so you have relationship with the energy and the energetic field, but you call bullshit when you hear anything that's like, oh, I'm only from Atlantean. No, no, that, that's, so let me actually um, spell out a couple more things. Misattunement, too much is not good. Uh, attuning all the time is not good that doesn't create secure attachment what creates secure attachment is the ability to have rupture and repair because it actually creates more resiliency why is that if you're a ventral vagus nerve right so if you need to not need to but if when your ego self feels threatened you're called to social engagement if you don't have a little bit of distress, what really is, to me, it's not about you having to have the distress. It's like a muscle. I like to equate something and simplify it because people use the whole distress to say, oh, you have to suffer. Now, you're going to go through two different types of situations. One feels safe. One doesn't feel safe. The way that the nervous system is, is that emotions arise to keep us safe. Fight, flight, and freeze. Then we have attach, cry, collapse, submit, please, appease. Please appeasers are a combination of attached, cry, collapse, submit. They learn to bullshit their way out of all of it. Basically, By their feelings are not perceivable by others because they mask them. But they cannot mask their own opinions, which is why sooner or later, out goes the weasel. Sooner or later, their actual opinions come out. And that's when, (laughs) for those of us who actually just invest in our relationships for us to be ourselves, we're like, ah, okay, so you were lying the whole time. Good to know. And we keep moving forward. We do not give any more validity to the words of these people, by the way. Not anything. Because we're not going to be busy trying to figure out when they're in their true version or their please appeaser. You know, we we don't need you to appease us. We don't need you to please us. That's like, again, a facade that we're not. We're not. That's not a relationship. That's you who doesn't know how to speak your truth to a friend, which means you don't trust. This is like, that's not a relationship. So. The people who are in other soul age groups, they want each other to feel secure. This is a difference. And that means they look for that co-regulation, but they look for it consistently in a specific way, which lets them have a we group. That we group can be a way of thinking. It can be one person. It doesn't matter. They're in a space of consciousness that will be driven They are not a differentiated self. Their thoughts and their feelings depend on their group. They will get release of oxytocin when their group says, yay. And then when their group says, no, they're going to be ashamed or feel shitty or feel down or whatever. Their emotions are driven and ruled by the people who give them a sense of safety. Because that's how your actual ego self with your nervous system works. A person who is a solo poly, for example, in this case is a person who has self-agency and loves people unconditionally. I know that polyamory, most are stuck on the whole intimate and romantic. Solo poly don't have to be romantic. It's intimate when we get to know each other on the level of a heart and soul, and then everything else depends. We get to decide, which is also why there's a non-hierarchical Type of polyamory as well as an anarchy of relationships because all these titles to a 5D mystic, they're bullshit. We will know past lives, future lives, we will know a lot of things as we move into more of our clear land. And so it becomes a part of who you are, not because you're like, oh, how beautiful or oh, how awful. Neither one. It's your a person who has access to this field called consciousness. And it's not a story. You're able to understand that it's a field of energy. You tap into your Oversoul, and you can tap into the collective because we're a field of energy. When I began doing space travel, I remember that too. It was once I was open to the Earth's collective, and I then uh, began to engage with what would be extraterrestrials, and this was a time where a lot of the writing about 5D was on that, on the galaxy, and galactic, and and specific moments, um, yeah, this is where it always coincided, amazing, one of the times I saw these three little green, (laughs) even though I was like, okay, this comes from Men in Black, the one movie, because that's what they look like, but in that same moment, not only did I have that, but I also got to see from the corner of my eye, my cat Milo, and it was one of those important moments, so here's where Even when I shared, and I didn't start sharing about the Lightworker's life until it was time, which is why it's paid subscription-based model content. That I knew. I knew that there would be a time where I'd share it, but I knew it wouldn't be in the way that I've seen 4D individuals. Because, again, when you're here because you want to be a person who helps people, and I'm just saying when you're here, all of us, and you care you're not going to be lost in in this, uh, oh, I'm from this planet, it's like, dude, okay, yeah, even if I get, when I would get excited, I still get excited, but it wasn't because like, oh, now I'm so special, no, <laughs> this is, no, it's something that uh, just adds to my knowledge of my other dimensional selves, which don't matter anyways, because I'm Maria, and that's, where I'm living right now so long story short they're not less special they're not less real we don't identify because we know who we are because we are people who have a 5d body type is what I'm going to say and that's a restorative embodied type with a mind that is an integrated mind because mindset is everything and you do inner growth when you're looking at something it's not conflict you don't make mistakes we don't have mistakes love cycle people Shame cycle people make mistakes because they disregard their emotional stuff, they allow it to lead the way and they will have had anger, shame, revenge, spite, envy, they will have had aspects that they know they will have done from a place of lower vibration which is a place of non-secure attachment for your body, for you. It will be a trauma something for you, or it will simply be an ego that feels insecure. There's so many different ways. It doesn't matter which one it is. It's not more or less. I, this is why the excuses of, I think this way, because my brain is, this This is the, no. <laughs> the psychoeducators, they're making up for having made this mistake of, of having people identify with their... Diagnoses versus understand that they're not fixed in stone. You're a person who has a brain that actually can work through your implicit memory, the emotional stuff that comes up, and your safety behaviors. The attached cry collapse, submit, please, appease, fight, flight, freeze, bond, freeze, pause. You're able to regulate. Now, that we evolutionarily speaking, learn to co-regulate. That's why a good therapist can be good or your lovely corrective experiences. So, with our 5DC relationships... In the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, we are only safe harbors. We provide secure attachment for our loved ones. And so when they are doing things that are clownish, we are not going to shame them. Because in our limbic system, the value we hold is their mental and emotional stuff. And we will validate not that they have a uh, right or wrong. We will validate because why, do we, why, why does anyone care about the whole flat earthers? You know, this is, I laugh. The people who do, it's because they have an idea of how society should use education and that it should only be in the empirical data points that they say so. They're rigid thinkers. And they will have a way that they justify why they're yelling in someone's face or saying someone's stupid. And this is where, you know, again, as long as we will have people in there, that's what they're going to do. They're not the ones who are making the laws, though. They're not the ones who are making the rules and they're not really doing anything. And neither are these laws or rules, meaning air, water, food. That's what we want to make sure we keep living. So the, the rest of the stuff is chatter education we want to talk about education educational systems need to update their curriculum to adapt to people who don't have secure attachment to adapt to brains that are in the ADHD or neurodivergent to adapt their curriculum to include more of what me what it is to help people parents and children to adapt an integrated mind we might not have the ability to call it mindfulness but it is teaching mindfulness to the teachers Educational system needs to get adults in the room. You know, I saw this article, Why Are Teachers Quitting? And I'm sure it's all about, oh, they can't do what they want to do. We need people who are in the field, educators, politicians, all of those, which, thank goodness, there is already Sadhguru doing something about it. And then we got other people in higher places doing stuff about it. They're going to enforce, mature your mental and emotional capacity to handle individuals in a way that is not insulting that others who have rigid form think it's okay in a classroom setting for someone to be rigid it's because you have that type of upbringing and any actual normal human being and I say normal meaning mature excuse me so they will actually acknowledge that softness is normal because see here's where our mammalian heritage as I read is not about self-regulating all on your own it's about co-regulation the only reason people don't know this all of the people is because some don't have secure attachment upbringing they're a disconnected self for the avoidant attachment category they're a preoccupied invisible self for the ambivalent so let me make sure i just do everything you want me to do and, and, and when that doesn't happen oh my god i'm freaking out the disorganized doesn't even know who they are because there's a fragmented self, so they want to attach, but then their defense mechanisms go on, and it's entwined, defense attachment. They're basically going to be in and out, in and out, and confused, and, and feeling not very well with their relationships or anything. And there's, luckily for all of these individuals, good somatic sensory motor therapists, and those of us who are in the Enlightenment Soul Age group or at the very least, a 5D person who has become a functional adult. And so when people bring up clownish faces, or their non-secure attachment, or their disorganized attachment, or their patterns of shame, blame, fault, revenge, or their patterns of anger, frustration, temperament, and so their childishness, we are not going to shame them. We're going to work on ways to see that the system above can educate more people, one, and with those individuals, we will be transparent and share how we think in the exact way. And that's it, because our, again, limbic system engages with our loved ones independently. That's what it means to be your own agent, which is why you have interests of your own intellectually, and you also have emotional interest, which is I want to be in a good state, since my body feels good, all on its own. And when I say good, I mean it's in a ventral vagal state. It's at ease with life, knowing that things aren't perfect. We actually know that there are more important things than these little uh, people squirming at each other because some don't believe anymore. Others want to keep believing. Uh, others want to call polyamorous people whores. Other wants to call you know monogamous people bullshit. All of these names—they're all very very silly teenage stuff. This is something I actually didn't think I'd witness, although I should have probably foreseen it because really time and space is now different. Our ancestors went through similar things. And so right now we're just going through other things. And I will allow myself to share from my social class on gender, language and gender. It was a sociology class where we learned about the transformation of words. And the word that we actually learned about was queen, I think it was queen, and I don't remember the specifics because of my memory, but what I do know is that this word that we were looking at, how it went through transformation, it was at first because priests would sleep with women, but they would have too many children with these women, and the church couldn't actually afford all of these children, so eventually they they created a name for the women, and I forget, again, I don't remember, but (laughs) I remember that it went from these priests with these women and then you know the whole law of not getting married because that way the church doesn't have to pay for all these children that are being born most people don't know that that's why priests in the catholic church can't get married it's not because that was how it began when you learn from the academics they'll teach you the history of it too many people love a story for you to be bothered with some data points and you know, they want the proof and all this other stuff. So uh, hey, whatever. <laughs> right here. Childish stuff. So uh, we're not going to be fighting tooth and nail because maybe we missed a comma there. Like seriously, seriously. Wow. Talk about a rigid mind. And that's where I'm going to leave that one because I know I was a stickler for perfection, but I didn't actually acknowledge that people would stay that way forever I thought it was something that you naturally move out of and I realized I was in this rigid form with my grades I'm like what are you doing you can you can still get good grades you don't have to feel this (laughs) this much about it. it is actually not making any difference except for your body is definitely you know all up and and tight and from that moment on that was all all you need to do Be aware of your body. So the people who can be aware of their body, they move into softness. The ones who have a bit more of a challenge when they're around softer bodies, they have an experience which is called secure attachment. So they're able to be clownish and they're able to do it. And and nobody creates a dependency, which is why the 4D and their uh, idea of what it means to give too little or too much, anytime they're like, oh, this pattern of you giving more and them giving less. I'm like, wow, again, ego, adaptive child. Oh my gosh, you do everything for others and others don't do it for you. Wow, how how old are you again? 50, what, what age are you, tarot Reader over there? Like, I'm serious. I, I see this and I think, how do they not notice what they're saying? But then I remember, oh, wait, that's not a functional adult integrated mind. You know, there's none of that awareness of the fact that no one can give more or less by being unconsciously loving. The only people who think that you can give too much love are the very people who need love because they're still in a shame cycle, which makes it them feeling I don't deserve it. I don't deserve to live. I need to have a meaning that goes beyond the essence that I am. And we're here to say, no, you don't. And we're not afraid of society going into any type of killing spree because that's not how society works. The only reason people think this is because they've created the stories all on their own, by the way, with mouths. And it's not even because they're true, meaning some of them are just like really, really exaggerated uh, from what actually took place, you know, the ancient stories. But 5DC relationships are, are really awesome because it's all with people who unconsciously love each other with flaws and imperfections. And because we care about the emotional validation of our loved ones, and that's very important because it's that moment that you're going to enable for a person who doesn't know what it means to have a secure attachment constant, a person who will not shame you. People that have shame cycles, they don't know this. They cannot become dependent upon a person who's independent. In fact, they will splinter and rupture all by themselves because they will not be able to whine and and, and have specific types of behavior like my attachment style friend. They didn't have what they wanted from me and so they decided to create a separation, which I already knew that could be a possibility. They might come back around. It'll be great. Nothing's changed. For me, actually, it will be something that if they come back around, they they will have to have at least kind of accepted, "Mm, this is how the communication is going to be, because they will have been the ones who said no to the communication style. So maybe there'll be a growth in that sense, and we have finally found our sweet spot. Maybe not. But that's the part where for a person who's a secure attachment individual, we don't actually keep account of our friends and what they do and don't do of our loved ones our love is constant so compassion is an actual physiological state and a 5d person will be living it from the minute they can remember from their body the people who move into it eventually once you recognize it you'll know it as the actual self that every one of us is before we get disrupted from this restorative embodied self You are a person, an infant, feels safe inside their body. They feel okay with being themselves. They don't have a conditional love. The reason conditions end up becoming a part of the feeling is because shame begins to become a part of the feeling, and that's a heartbreak, gut wrench, and a torn apart feeling. And then, if there has not been an infant that in their first year of life, and even when in the womb, things matter, but... There will not be a I'm seen, I'm heard, I'm validated with my imperfections. So automatically imperfections and being yourself creates a feeling of this is no, I want to change. And you got all these people talking about changing. So I'm a different voice. I'm a voice of be yourself. And if you feel off about it, know that there's a shame cycle that we can look at. You can look at. We can grow up. We can learn to be compassionate for real because that's our actual body's nature. And the integrated mind is you working with your left and right together together moving into a mature version of the emotional explorations of you as they come up in your interactions and in your relationships. So 5DC relationships help to build grown-up relationships. The people who expand are the people who basically, when they meet us and when we meet them, they want more. But they also move with their own um, interests and selves. So we always will have a walk of life, right? Different types of people. People who you move with, for the enlightenmental age group in this case, we will find people who expand intellectually and emotionally at the same time. They just are going to be the ones who get to their functional adulthood. So in the meantime, when we're meeting people who are not functional adults, we can be that forgiving and not because they need forgiving but because by being in the now so you're always socially engaged with them you can again relate to them with the authenticity and transparency of a vulnerable heart because you're not shying away from anything and there is no need to not give or give more because the people who don't move into expansion they become a pattern all of them in any shape way or form whether it's they're in suffering or they're in solace They're not going to be proactive. When people talk about gossip and spite and uh, that type of stuff, it's actually something that makes me laugh as an adult because I'm thinking, wow, I didn't know that you still actually had a, a part of you that didn't know of your own worth and that you think of gossip or this stuff as something mean or wrong. This is people who have something to say. Like, if anything, you should be like, wow, they're talking about me. How awesome is that? No, it's, it's, it's more of... It's, well, I mean, for me, it's actually very beautiful that you are in the mouth of people, that they may judge you. It's because they have a different opinion. When you're truly confident this is the part, you don't actually say, oh, you can't have that opinion about me. Uh, no, no, you're wrong. You have to say I'm polite. You must agree to the fact that I'm perfect. So, the, no. So gossiping, spite, revenge, you know, all these words, they're in the movies. If you're smart... Usually, you're going to be smart in specific ways when it comes to livelihood, which I'm talking about. Like, if I'm dying physically on the floor, floor, then I put myself in a really bad situation. Uh, So, our relationships. As long as they're safe physically, the emotional stuff and the mental stuff, it's either we're expanding equally and interestingly together, or... We'll see. It all depends on those relationships. But in the meantime, the most satisfying ones, obviously, for any person in a 5DC with the Enlightenment Soul Age Group uh, equals open-minded people, soft, flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, that can talk about anything and everything, who don't have sensitive egos. While we do deal with sensitive egos, though, let's remember to be kind to each other and know that everyone has different way of handling what Changes are here, and those changes are that science tells us everything about being a person, pretty much. They still, obviously, there's going to be more to find out, but there is no devil, there is no evil, what there is is a shame cycle that people don't get out of, or shame, blame, fault, revenge, unresolved trauma that they don't acknowledge they can handle, and it comes from that lovely brainstem of ours, and those emotions are part of our preservation and they were used in one way and now people are still using them in other ways and we can help those people who want to move into their grown-up version to learn compassion through our relationships to learn mind sight and mind sifting and mindfulness and again mind uh, sight would be where you're an integrated brain you can attune to each other you can speak to each other mindfulness is where you can pause and be that observer witness and you're not narrating your story you're participating in a body that is at ease with each other so you're a restorative embodied self okay all of these with your relationships if you're a person who's consistently in 5d it's easy peasy and so you don't have ruptures but you do have ruptures and repair which means that it's normal you know that differentiated selves when they link they join And they don't always attune. They will misattune. Misattunement does not mean it's the end of anything. It means that we're on a different page. But because our limbic systems care about each other's thoughts and emotions and on at least attuning them to see, so we actually uh, have a way that we'll interact in our communication efforts. We'll look to not hurt a person's feelings, to validate in a way that validates your seen, you're felt, I'm present, I'm not judging you, I'm not having an opinion that says I don't validate what I'm hearing coming from your mouth and your experience. So a person who's 5D always is able to try to say, I see you, I feel you, I hear you. But this doesn't mean that there's not an opinion there or a feeling there, which is where if, let's say, and this happens, there's a perception that you have a different opinion or a feeling that accompanies that which is neutrality, okay? My lovely divine masculine friend is the one who I use for this example because In one or more than one occasion, as we began to be more friends and more into these beautiful conversations, there were areas where they could pick up on behind the scenes. And because of being surrounded and having experiences of individuals who manipulate language and this idea also of manipulation of language, there was a way of interacting with this other way for me, because here's where I handle my relationships with a set of gloves due to not wanting to be opinionated i don't have to be opinionated if i'm misattuning meaning your insecurities are getting out there because this is what it is when people have their quote-unquote facts and they begin to get temperamental it's not always about passion in fact most of the time it's not it's about a charge state And it's personal. So when it begins to get personal, we're not talking about you being passionate about your topic. Passionate means we're exchanging ideas and we're building on each other. When there's different ideas, that's where temperature is important to notice because that's where misattunement is happening and that's where misunderstandings for people who have sensitive egos, by the way. So long story short, though, a 5D person will not disengage from expressing who they are, what they are. Thoughts and feelings, and we don't actually think of relationships as always being in the same energetic spectrum. So misattunement, when it happens, repair happens, because it's natural to actually just be on other ends of the spectrum. And in fact, again, my divine masculine friend is a perfect example as we move through these different moments where there were charge states, if you will, they got to see that... Um, There's a a way, and that's all. There's a different way. So they got to see that there's nothing malicious or manipulative. Now, this is the most important part. They felt that it was something they wanted to invest their time in to figure out. And so they allowed themselves to push the topics with me on those moments and in those moments, and they stayed engaged, and they stayed communicative, and they didn't drop it. They actually allowed themselves to figure it out because their limbic system was interested and intrigued. So it's always going to be the ego that rules you, which is why when people do cut off other people, the 5D person isn't going to take this as rejection in the way of a person who has a non-secure ego a person who is differentiated and their own agent and their own enlightenment soul age group is where we're at because the other soul age groups are not here. The enlightenment soul age group person is a representation of whoever they are and will not bow down and think of themselves as something lesser because one person, 10 people, 20 people, society, it doesn't matter to what scale you bring it. There will not be shame in being a differentiated self, which means there will not be shame in thinking and or feeling in a way that's different than what a group will say. The only individuals who have lip about this are the ones who are not in a restorative embodied self. They are the ones who are not integrated minds. And that's because they will come up with some story from their own group their rigid thinking, their conditions to make up another story. And this is, it's it's all stuff we don't usually invest our time in. If we ever do, it's because there's actually being sought out dialogue. And that means there's actually a person in front of you. This has happened so far once in my life and it's my lovely divine masculine friend because we're completely opposing on how we come at things. But there was enough interest and actual curiosity and so there's authentic transparency and respect so there's not a i'm talking down to you person in front of me while misattuning and reattuning and all this stuff so relationships are always built when two and or more people with that limbic system find value in each other in a way of the emotional and the mental Because, see, for as much as people will say they don't care about people's emotions, they don't when they don't know how to be in a state of clarity within themselves. And that means that they're not able to allow to be objective. So I'm going to close with this. so my divine masculine friend, I'm going to use them as the example because they're the best example I have of someone who actually to me <laughs> was shocking because uh, definitely I can know why someone who doesn't have any type of mystical experiences would think of the pseudoscience that I get to share as stupid shit. <laughs> so I mean, I totally get it. But it's not that part. The part that stood out was the moment that I said to them these specific words, which is not the first time, was, do you care to hear what I think and feel, or do you care to hear what you want to hear? Because this is where I can do either or. I don't care which one Which one you want. And it was said in a way that was genuine, and this is the part that I would say caught their attention. And then from that, we had a couple other interactions that cleared up because of the, again, feelings are very important, even though people ignore them. When you're a 5D individual, you have a mind, your own masculine and a body, your own feminine, in a somatic narrative that is a constant self-agent, which means you are good with being you, no shame. People will perceive that as grandiosity or cockiness if they don't have yet a stance of their own in that spectrum. And I mean it, not because it's cocky, because only once you are empowered can you look at someone who's empowered like you in the eye and not have shame come up. Because that part of the shame that people have, which is where the immature feminine and the masculines who are not mature yet, they will be in that area of the posture that was given to them in one way, shape, or form, and that they will not yet have claimed it's okay to be the imperfect, flawed me. A empowered person will stand tall, and their eyes will not look down, and their posture will not bend over for anything. It doesn't matter what you will present to them, they will not bend. This reminds me of the Mulan movie with the emperor. And see, here's where a person who will have moved themselves to enlightenment will have done so by listening to true sages, not the bullshit ones. And they will hear clearly what these sages have to say. And they will hear clearly because their ears aren't masked with insecurity. So They're not trying to look like these sages. They're hearing the words. They're hearing the sound. They're hearing the stance. And see, here's where Lao Tzu, softness, is stronger than the hardness, and its water penetrates earth, okay? So, a person who can stand tall, in the Mulan movie, the emperor says to whatever his name, when he says, bend down and kneel, and he says, the mountain does not bend down to the wind or some shit like that, (laughs) which is a beautiful, I love that cartoon, but um, a person who has empowerment with the 5 DC and the Enlightenment Soul Age group, I can tell you my entire life, I will never have felt to cower down The times where I'm in a space of what I would say is, quote-unquote, insecurity is when I am contemplating and concerned with my loved one's emotional well-being. And it's in a way of actually uh, compassionate, which is where my divine masculine friend comes into the mix, where they say sometimes too much compassion, you know, isn't going to give enough of that feedback. And what they don't understand is that I know what they are saying, but I prefer... To be a person who shares the secure space because there's enough of people around that provide those who have shame cycles the perpetuation of something that a person won't recognize in their body. And so what you learn from the relationship experts is that people can move out of their non-secure attachment and into their restorative embodied self only if they actually experience physically secure attachment it's only once a person who doesn't have resolved trauma in a way of knowing what it means to be able to have a person who will not shame you basically only once you've had an experience that is opposite of what you know will you be able to notice a difference and it's because there is a very different energetic imprint and that's what we already know a person who's in a 5D state, with enlightenment. My journey may have begun with the words of God, but it was never God. It's always been love, and Jesus represents love. And so to me, I don't apply this word based on the religious context. No. The person named Jesus, it's Christ consciousness because of the love that this person stood for. And today, science is showing how people's mammalian heritage our nervous system and our brain, the self of a human being from evolutionary psychology and evolutionary processes shows that humanity has never evolved to self-regulate. We learn to co-regulate. And they can break down in the machines how body and compassion work. So they can explain to you what a brain does with integration, yada, yada, yada. It's not a superhuman brain. I'm going to keep spelling this out Because I can tell you, my brain's a normal brain. I can share with you a lot of experiences. So this is the part. The human elements is because we are people and science, thank goodness, exists. So the devil, not something that actually will be after life. That some people can experience these aspects, yes, and the more they feed themselves into movies and into 4D land and into a lot of other things, and they ignore people like Patrick McNamara with his neuroscience and very great book on the religious self, and, and, and I can't wait to read it, and all his videos with Big Well and, and that, That's great. You can learn how your brain works. Don't break your brain. If you start having nightmares, please take them seriously and don't think of them as not special because somebody can help you to work through what is basically trauma memory coming up and trying to allow you to become a more, so to restore your brain's memory to normal memory. So every body is looking to return to restorative embodied self. I'm disengaging from saying it's because of spirit or spirituality or a word akash. I love the word akash. But what I'm trying to equate you to is its actual energetic field of consciousness. And here, Sabine, I was watching one of her videos. I need to finish it. But this is on her explaining when she got into physics, why. And she goes and says, you know, physics and spirituality or religion, one of the two, I forget which word she uses, are really both coming at wanting to find out the big answers of life. They're just doing it from a different spectrum. And here's where we can find masculine and feminine. And in fact, they come from different spectrums. Neither is in competition with the other. When the two come together, they complement each other because being able to, like my divine masculine friend, when they present to me their data points, because we have a good relationship and conversation and they're intellectually intelligent and they read stuff and they're, this is a very enriching friendship because, you know, I find few people that actually have anything interesting when it comes to topics to tell me. I, I don't even, uh, Yeah, I don't like to think about this too much because I I seriously know it's important to remain uh, humorous. But some people, they share with me what I mean. As a teenager, I had not enough knowledge yet and I was a teenager, so I could find usage of my brain in, in, in certain areas. But as an adult, I mean, once you've sent me one joke, okay, that's enough. If you keep on just sending me specific types of, it's just a very bland, bland conversation. But here's where we actually will not make that into something negative because we know that this is an important moment we get to share with our loved ones. And so here's where that's a misattunement on the part of people that get to know each other, right? Where they're sharing only what is of interest to them. So it's a one-sided, if you will, share Now, we could say something, but there's not a necessity to say anything. And this is where, when you grow up, again, you learn how grown-ups behave, which is we have different opinions, we have different interests, we have different relationships. Here's why solo poly is the ideal for those of us who are self-agents in the 5D mystic community. The 5D mystic is a person who has a relationship with their oversoul inflames flames, soulmates, past lives, future lives, (laughs) channeling stuff, you know, when I dream. These are aspects that are not hallucinations. As Patrick McNamara points out, we know they're not supernatural in the sense of it controlling us either. But we will feel it as part of our life. So one, we're not going to, in fact, diminish. And anyone who wants to diminish a mystic will not be somebody who can engage fully with them. When I have loved ones, at this point, I just allow myself to maintain a level of observation when it comes to anything related to this sphere of Claire's. Because I don't like to perpetuate the 4D people because they don't know how to use it wisely and they don't actually hear when you're telling them, hey, so Sabine, physics and religion basically want to give answers to life and they both do so. And a 5D mystic will notice. So it's all a big ball of energy. Now our relationships back to that. So when there's misattunement, we know how to tune easily When we have a lack of brain interest, we know how to make it special because we actually emotionally care about having shared a moment of life with our loved ones. Our intellectual desires will be fed by our own selves because we got plenty of books and courses and all this other stuff to do. So the 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 part about love, it's infinite, and the part about time and resources, they don't have an infinite. So in one day, you got 24 hours. You're going to use that 24 hours as a person who's productive in a very, very beautiful way, emotionally speaking, for those of you who are in a self-empowered body and a restorative embodied self. This is where everybody is seeking to return here. So when people that don't have the opportunity to have began life with a restorative embodied self, they did not have the opportunity to have contingent communication They did not have the opportunity to learn of secure attachment. So for all those people, the 5DC relationships are very important. And whether you're in an Enlightenment Soul Age group or not, it doesn't matter because you're a person who chooses to tend to your loved ones with your own differentiated self, who's able to transparently and authentically speak your emotions and your thoughts, and even if you get temperamental, you expect that your loved ones support you for those corrective experiences. So you're out of a shame cycle where you say, oh, because I got pissed, I did something horrible. Now, the the part, we'll keep talking about this one too, but what I want to make clear is that a person who is 5D will not look at manipulation, gaslighting, ghosting, anger, Anything that is in the biological rudeness as something bad. We don't have people who are energy vampires. We don't have people who are dangerous. We don't have this shit. This is all bullshit that people who are still teenagers talk about and are in our other soul age groups. We're not people who are insecure about our relationships. We build relationships based on our knowledge of looking at each other from whatever state of consciousness we're at and then based on that if you don't have my mental and emotional well-being in the forefront I will ensure to make it clear to you again what those are and usually those parameters will end up leading the relationship and when it does not work which is not often it's because there are those who don't know how to handle their own suffering in a way that leads to consistent conversation and communication. And what that means is their limbic system is uninterested in your emotional and mental well-being, and their implicit memory reactiveness is leading the way, like my attachment style friend, and so they will find a way to justify their upset as it begins to rise. To justify their shame, blame, fault, revenge, their rumination as they're contemplating it. And then they will speak with those very chosen words from those very emotional places. And they will justify it again. And they will ignore any other input at all. And they will continue to do this. And so the only way that a person would be interested in that aspect that I just described, which... A person who's in the 5D spectrum with self-empowerment in the Enlightenment soul age group. We do not shy away from our relationships, any of them, because we're always able to say this isn't okay if it's not okay. We're not afraid of someone not liking us. The same way if we've done something we're not sure it's good or bad, if you will, we will allow our loved ones to be the ones to speak up because they have their adult words, and if they don't speak up, it's not on us to read their mind. While other people love to read each other's minds, Enlightenment soul age group people, we don't read minds. The only soul age groups who think they can read minds are the same ones who are not in the Enlightenment soul age group. So again, this is where they actually do what is other soul age group stuff and they can go to the mediators which would be those lovely somatic sensory motor relationship therapists and see here's where we don't baby our friends and our friends they better not think they can baby us or be par- like that that's not relationship for a 5dc person in the enlightenment soul age group so uh, is very clear but long story short we will not try to read a mind we will allow ourselves to know of course i'm concerned I know why, and if something's up, I'm sure that my loved ones will speak up, and if they don't, it's their choice, not mine, and we allow ourselves to have the ability to allow conversations to be there if there is supposed to be one or not, and I'm laughing because there's plenty of moments where we will think of things throughout my years, even one of my lovely divine feminine, I was like, you know, I had this dream the other day, and I told him about that dream, not, not now, it was way back when, and I said, see, in this, in this moment, in this dream, here's what feelings came up. And I was sharing it because of something we were talking about. And I said, and I was like, man, I think she doesn't like me in my dream. And I woke up with the feeling and I explained to them, though, how the process of a person who trusts that the relationship is fine. Because if there's an area of emotion that a person would want to be tended to, they can present it, and you know, usually, FYI, this is not where you subject yourself to being different than what you are, that's not how building relationships works, it's you being hugged, them hugging you, and each accepting that we're different, and reassuring each other of those areas, and that, is where you'll find the people who are part of your expanding consciousness journey. They will reassure you that it's okay to be you, and they will find it cute, and they will find it adorable. And, yeah, and so there is automatic understanding by those who know each other because of the awareness of genuine care. Now, the ones who are not able to see it, like my attachment style friend, it's not because they're not able to see. In fact, that's why they went and then changed their actual Facebook post. I think I told you. This is a very important actual side note that I'm going to share in case I didn't. I had been talking to one of my friends. I hadn't seen her in a while. Is like a, a, a sister. No, we catch up every now and then because we can't always stay up to date. And I told them about this situation, and, and I told them about where they had said, oh, and they even didn't apologize. So I said, let me go find it, because I, I had a screenshot, but I can't see it, you know, and, and then when I went to look at it, I saw that this person, they went and changed their Facebook post. So they removed the part of apology, and this is where the day after that, their entire accusation, they came back to me with, it's not you, it's not me, we're just different. And then they also sought another additional support, you know, so here's where they got to calm down and revisit their words. And that's all it's normal. So they went and changed what they actually put in their post, which was instead of they didn't even apologize, realizing that there's no apology needed since people are different in their communication styles. But they included the part of they don't share anything of theirs with me. And this is not the first time this individual makes it a point to point out what I tell them about myself or not. Okay, so this is another perfect example of how those who are empowered do not relate to each other in the need of anything except for pure enjoyment of the personalities of each other. That this requires, again, an individual who can be aware of themselves as a person who will at times potentially be concerned with, am I a good friend or not? Okay, so to equate it and, and let us move on with the day, because I've held you enough with this lovely enlightenment time. We will all have opportunities to see and interact with misattunement, the ones who are easily able to repair it's because we're resilient because we choose to bring in our ventral vagal nerve and that's that social engagement system and we're able to sit in our brain and acknowledge i'm unsure of this because i emotionally care about that However, I am going to stand in a space of knowing that my relationships grow based on what is called accepting each other with flaws and imperfections and removing this societal pressure, which is an actual part of us that is unnecessary with freely lived relationships that allow each other to be who you are with your flaws and imperfections. And that's the the area that only you can do that with yourself. And it comes easy to those of us who are in the Enlightenment Soul Age group because we know of the love cycle. The people that are once they're out of the shame cycle, they're in the same exact spot. Because as I just described to you, doesn't matter how many years you're you're in this area and spectrum of being able to be unconditionally loving with each other you will not read people's minds you will not know if something you will have said or not said can always be attuned to another person that's the part you will not a hundred percent know we build secure attachment by allowing each other to be the people we are And the only time there's a splinter or a rupture is when people who are on the other end, like my attachment style friend, don't take ownership of their actual emotional stuff in a way of growing up. It's sad because they're the ones who suffer, by the way. And so here, we'll put up with the clown faces of people and these very, very sometimes boring patterns When it comes to areas of manipulation, gaslighting, ghosting, mm, revenge, spite, it all depends. It depends how far the people who are putting into place these things take it. But the reality is they won't really take it anywhere because if somebody's gossiping about you, they're going to do it behind your back. If they're trying to manipulate you, if you're in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, they're not going to manipulate anything because you're just playing along essentially because you feel like, sorry, if you will, and it's not even sorry, it's that you don't really know what to say. There are times where I'm like, I don't even know what to do with this right now. Uh, and that's pretty much it, because I'm not, I don't have anything to engage with. And then there's part of us that will be like, wow, huh, you're totally missing, like, I don't even know where your head is at anymore. So there, there's all these different ways that we will be um, aware of they're not being a, an alignment of sorts but we're not like oh my god you're some evil thing because that's not what a 5D person will perceive it will be more of this facade this pattern this routine this thing what is this oh my god how are you here what are you doing how are you even getting pleasure out of any of it because the other part we're wondering is where's the enjoyment on your end as a and so this is where we're wondering if there's even any type of awareness again and um what i can say is one thing alone which would be the part about people have an identity so they're not really consciously thinking of things they do at a certain point they are living their cycles, and it is pretty much autopilot. So they're not really aware of you anyways. And, and, and so as we move forward, we don't cancel our loved ones. We don't get rid of people. There's no need. Usually what ends up coming in time, it's just um, for the ones of us who grow together, more intriguing, energizing, and amazing conversations. The ones who become basically a pattern and stagnant and stale, that's exactly what happens. And usually it's not, uh, again, that many because people will find people who share their same type of enjoyment. Why? Because life is your mundane. And and therefore, every person is going to build relationships around them that are going to engage in whatever their mental and emotional interests are it's really straightforward. For the 5DC person, again, our relationships, they're all able to be in spaces of expansion. And intellectually speaking, emotionally speaking, we definitely care about our loved ones feeling that this is a safe space, which is where those clown faces are welcome because it's theirs, not ours. And usually people will not actually look at them like that. They will not, they they act they they're not clown faces. This is where I'm I'm actually very well aware of these people feeling that that's who they are, which is why my mind I'm still I'm still trying to figure some things out when it comes to these patterns because I know from the somatic sensory motor about rumination and cycles and that makes sense and that I get. But what I don't understand is the person's actual engagement since there's not really anything that they're getting from it and that is my equation because again ego will only do what is of interest and of value there has to be motivation behind it and i'm not sure where the motivation is Mm, yeah question mark maybe you guys can help i'm i'm still going to contemplate that one i'll let you know if i come up with anything in the meantime I look forward to hearing about your questions and maybe we'll do some more on 5DC and the ability to go from misattunement to attunement and repairing is very, very easy peasy. Again, Enlightenment Soul Age Group, if you're curious about more on that note, let me know. In the meantime, have a great day.